Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Um, listen, guys, special, special day today. Normally, we do our Star Stock episodes on Monday, and normally, I don't get the, uh, the privilege of kicking off. But, um, you know, Andrew's jet lagged. He's been flying across the world. Um, you know, this guy's a jet setter, man. You know, I'm, I'm here in, in the Luca Nation studio breaking Marvel boxes for you guys. My back hurts, but we pulled some fire last night. That was some good stuff. Everybody who was involved in that, nice job. Bunch of hollows, bunch of Stanleys, everything centered. We got some real nice stuff. I'm going to have to talk to uh, Starstock and see whether or not they'll take some Marvel cards to really expand their inventory. But so we, we waited to bring you the Starstock episode. It's one of our most listened to episodes every week. Um, we didn't do Monday this week, a little holiday, um, but we were able to bring Scott Greenberg, the CEO, back in. This is, this is his company, guys. I mean, he, a lot of people there, but this is, this is his baby. This is his thing. And, um, you know, we have, we have some Instagram groups on this. We've had Scott on before to talk about, you know, our partnership with Starstock. And, um, you know, anybody who listens to us, anybody who's a part of Luca Nation knows, you know, I, I pull no punches. I come on here and I give eBay a hard time. I give PSA a hard time. I give everybody a hard time. Um, you know, and we've gotten some questions for, uh, for Scott and for Starstock from our audience, from, our, from Luca Nation. And, we, and Scott said, listen, we, you know, this thing is moving full speed ahead. I would love to come on. I'd love to talk to you. I'd give you kind of like a state of the union of where we are and answer any questions you have. So without further ado, um, you know, when you get a cage intro, it's half the episode. So we're welcoming back Scott Greenberg of Starstock. Welcome, Scott. Thanks, Cage. Great to be back on. <laughs> <laughs> we love having you man we love having you so listen i'm gonna i'm gonna dive right in i mean you know do you get any sleep because i know you know starting christmas basically if you're sleeping it's on a bed of prism draft basketball that would be how i picture it if i could create a meme you know, <laughs> a blanket of just prism draft basketball cards that sounds like a dream yeah no uh <laughs> we've been we've been hard at work for sure uh not not sleeping too much but um yeah been, been a been a crazy couple months for us for sure so the, um, I'll just jump right into it, right? Because, you know, I love uh, the marketplace on Starstock. I love, you know, being able to cruise for deals. I love seeing the ups and the downs. I love seeing the index. Um, you know, it's just another one of those avenues that if you're a flipper at heart and you spend a little bit of time on the marketplace, there is a way for you to definitely make some profit. Um, we've had some, what I'm going to call, um, you know, growing pains as any company that's, that's in this for the long term would have. Um, the first thing I'd love to ask you about, um, is staffing. Uh, we, we, we had uh, an episode on this at the beginning of the month where, you know, you guys gave us some information and, you know, you started the year with eight people. I just wanted to, you know, you know, I wanted the folks to hear from you about how you're ramping up, how you're, you know, catching up, how you're doing a backlog, you name it, how you're adding staff and how you're adding, you know, you're putting resources where they need to be so that people have the confidence that Starstock is here for a, a long time. So tell us what, what you got going on behind the scenes. Little Willy Wonka tour of the Choco Factory, Scott. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've been staffing up the, the operations team here. Um, <clears throat> I think we're about double the size of where we were at the beginning of the year um, in terms of card, card ops positions here. Um, and we continue to hire. Um, and so, you know, that along with a, a bunch of improvements that we've made kind of on the back end inside of our database, um, has really allowed us to to speed up the um, ingestion process, and so you know we're we're still backed up a little bit. Um, I think we're about four to six weeks back um, for the most part, um, but we're 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 really starting. We feel like we're starting to turn the corner and really see some improvement. 
Nice. Well, listen, it happens. You know, you're getting a certain number of cards in, and then all of a sudden, you get a whole bunch more. You know, you're, uh, you, it takes a little while to ramp up and, and catch up to the stuff. So, um, plus, you know, you, you happen to, uh, you know, ramp up yeah, right when basketball season started. So you got basketball draft, you got prism draft, it's all in there. And, and so that'll actually segue right into a good question. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll channel Luca Nation, but I'll use my own, uh, my own example because, you know, guys who, um, the guys who were in our groups know I subbed um, a submission myself in and um, I didn't get that many great grades. I got a lot of B's, I got a lot of stars like B's and people are asking about that. And um, I think you probably can provide some guidance to our listeners and, and uh, calm me down because I'm waiting for um, you know, a bunch of cards to be scanned in that's mostly optic and prism basketball, 18, 19, some 17, some older stuff, you name it. But I'm waiting to see what the grades are on those. And I have a feeling they're going to be better because the one that I sent in that had 100 cards and got mostly star stock B, it was all prism draft basketball. So what have you been seeing with Prism Draft Basketball and why did I get such bad grades? <laughs> there are bad cards, Cage. No, I'm and kidding. Listen, it happens. Um, I mean, sometimes yeah, no. Well, it's actually interesting. We've uh we track we track on the back end like uh like the stats, the ABC breakdown per set. Uh this twenty twenty Prism Draft Basketball's had the worst numbers um of any set on our site. Uh what we've seen, you know, talking to uh, the people that are scoring the cards here and, and like reviewing and looking through a lot of them myself personally, tons of surface area marks on these cards. I think we saw something similar with Mosaic um, this past year when those came out. Um, and so it's really tough. And, and you look at the cards and as you know, um, really the goal with our scoring system is we want people to be able to browse our site buy a star stock a card and know that it's a high quality card. It's a high quality raw card. Um, you know, it, our last submission, 92% of those cards came back nines and tens. We were really happy about that because that's basically says, all right, you buy an A and it's either a perfectly mint condition card or it's really close. Um, but you know, when you look at these prison draft cards and you, and you see that basically every single one has some sort of surface mark, whether it's a little dimple could be, you know, that the, the printings misaligned to the right or left or up or down, um, you know, and, and so uh, one of those cards that maybe has one, one, you know, small or two really small dimples or, or marks can potentially get passed through as an A. Um, but for the most part, we're finding that, that most of these cards have multiple, um, you know, blemishes on them. And so, you know, by, uh, you know, by the definition of, of what we're scoring these cards on, they, they fall into the B category. So you're you're definitely not the only one that that sent in, you know, around a hundred prison draft cards and has gotten a, a pretty low A rate. I should throw that one out the window. It's kinda of like when I go to college, you know, or high school, I'm uh, you know, depending upon what grade you got up to. Some of a nation, I don't think they got out of sixth grade, some of you guys. You know who I'm talking about, guys. But you know, you, Man, you know, he got term. to eighth grade, Cage. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you get to, listen. I mean, you get the midterm, you get some tests, and your teacher at the end of the at the end of the marking period says, "Okay, we're going to throw out the lowest grade. Don't worry about it. You know, we're going to we're going to take that off the table, and you can still get a, you can still get your uh, your C plus. You can still get your C plus, <laughs> Cage. Um, so I'm going to throw that one out the window, and and just you know, I will be reporting to Luke and Asian when I get my 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 grades in. Um, you know what they are, but I have a feeling they're going to be better because listen, you know, it, it's funny because I didn't even think of it that way because I did send in a stack of cards before it. So that, that, that one that I got bad grades 
on um, was my second submission. My first one that went in was significantly better, and there was a much lower concentration of prison draft in it. So it does bear out what you're saying, at least from my own you know personal stuff. So guys, if you were in there. And if you were one of the, the many people that listened to our episodes, you know, it was, it was that Christmas week, the week between Christmas and New Year's, and you had just broken boxes of draft, and you were on there, you listened to my, my uh, pick and said, buy Denny Avija, you know, and throw those prism or the Wiseman and throw them in and, and, and you name it. And, and, you know, you got a, a lesser percentage of Starstock A's. That doesn't mean stop using it. Obviously, it means that, uh, you know, prism needs to do a better job with their product and not have so many surface issues on it. So Gage, um, I don't know if you know. So I, I grew up in the family business and we had one rule. Customer's always right. I, but I'll tell you one thing. I came into this hobby one year ago and I'll tell you, if I was a business owner in this hobby, this is some of the most finicky customers you can oh, yeah. have. I'll give you an example. Hybrid grading <laughs> came out, right? Yep. People yep. were like, we need an alternative to BGS. We need an alternative to PSA. The customers were asking for it. Hybrid grading comes out. They're reliable every single time. They, they meet the expectations. People complain. They're like, the labels are stupid. Why do I say that? Here, here's this company, Starstock. You know, from one hand, they want to do a good job. They want to make sure that they accurately score cards, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's good for the hobby. But then from the other side, the customer is like, why weren't my grades higher? But then when your grades are higher, the customer posts all over Instagram, hey, look at this little dimple. Look at this corner. Yeah, blend. you can't wait. And, and I think we could collectively agree that we need to understand that the hobby is really new and we need to offer each other grace and a little empathy that where someone in a company as a person is today isn't necessarily where they're going to be three, six and 12 months down the road. And they're always stuck in kind of the middle ground. So I wanted to add my own two cents on that. Scott, do you agree with that? Is that what you're seeing? You know, anything you want to layer on? No, I mean, you know, the customers in this industry and this hobby are smart. <laughs> you know, they're, they're smart customers. Um, I think for the most part, a lot of them are pretty obsessive about cards, just like three of us are. Um, and so they certainly know what they're talking about. Um, it's, but like, as you said, it's really tough to, in any business, obviously, but it's really tough to please, please everybody. Um, and so, you know, we'll, no matter how we score our cards, we'll, we'll have, uh, those out there that think we're being too strict. And we'll also probably have those out there that are upset with our, you know, grading, you know, uh, PSA grading results that we sent out. And so there's always going to be people on both sides that probably, think we should be scoring harder and, and some that think we should probably be scoring, scoring a little bit more lenient. Um, as you said, we're, you know, we're really trying to put in place um, processes here as well as um, just uh, kind of guidelines that will allow us to scale this business um, and, you know, do this for, for many years. And so that's, that's kind of the way we're looking at it. Um, and, you know, the past two months or so has been, extremely extremely tough to you know uh you know on our on our customers and and for me personally just to see um that we're not able to you know get to a lot of these submissions in in a timely fashion that that we hope to um but we're putting you know a lot of new measures into place that will allow us to get caught up and hopefully not have to go through this again in the future listen this is uh this is part of what happens right i mean 
you know, people like eBay is terrible. And then Star Stuff comes along and is like, oh, come on, what's going on here? Why can't they get it right? Well, guys, you know, things are not right from day one. That's, you know, that's, that's first and foremost. But these guys, they're, uh, I love the marketplace. And what's funny about it is let's, 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 let's take it for a, a, a spin here. I just told you guys that my last grades came in. I got a bunch of Bs. If you go in my account, you see no cards left. Even the Bs, all sold. I sold every single one of them. I got a couple of Marcus Mariota cards left. Not as many as I had because I gave one away to somebody, <laughs> people who listen to this. And I got, I got two more in there. So who's listening? Who's listening now? I got two $20 offers on my, uh, on my Marcus Mariota PSA 10s. You got somebody, go ahead, go ahead over there, Luke and Asian, put your code in, get your $10 for free, and uh, make an offer. The first person who offers me $25. I paid 50 bucks for it. First person who offers me $25 on a Marcus Mariota gets it. That's a steal. There's two of them in there with $20 offers already. Steal for people listening to this episode. But guys, the point being, you know, there's a market for everything. And yes, it's great if every card you sent in is a star stock A, but that, that there's no credibility there. You know what I mean? And and if they're seeing surface issues on these cards, if they're, you know, if they're really seeing problems with the cards, you know, your your next step with star stock is going to be buying prism cards or buying a, you know, as baseball starts, a Fernando Tatis 2019 tops um, raw star stock A and telling Scott and his team, hey, I want to send this to PSA. And you want to be able to rely that these guys are doing more than a cursory review of that card. They're reviewing it in that, look, there's no guarantee that it's going to be a 10. Nobody can guarantee that because even the PSA grading, it's subjective. There's still a person making a decision there at the end of the day. But but you want to be able to, you know, to know that you're buying a good quality raw card that has a chance to 10. So they can't just give every card that comes in a star stock A. It's just not feasible, and it's not what you would want if you, you know, you really want what's best for yourself as an end user and for you know the market as a whole. So I love it. Scott's not hiding. I, I listen. If nothing else, I love having you on because now I get to know that it wasn't just me with uh, you know Prism Draft. It was, <laughs> it was just you know those cards had a whole bunch of service issues. So I can't wait to get my next ones in. And we'll, uh, we'll go from that. What's up, Andrew? What's your favorite sport? Are you a basketball guy, baseball guy, football guy? Me, I'm a basketball guy. I ask because in a lot of ways. And I, well, said, I like, I like, you know, I, I'd like to say I'm, I'm a guy of all sports. I'd say baseball is probably my week, my weak, my weak point of the ones. Well, Scott, Scott knows basketball. He was the first one to come on and talk about Emmanuel quickly. That was his guy, and he's been really good. Quickly's good, man. He's been good. He's been exciting. We are just, we're just fun to watch. I don't know if you guys caught the game last <laughs> night. It was awesome. I can't, I can't believe how entertaining Nick's basketball can be. I've never been alive for anything like this besides a year or two when Melo's on the team. If you, if you watched him last year, is it just like, is it the addition of quickly off the bench, you know, able to give him 15, 20 points and they can pull away and Julius Randle's a little bit better. Like what's, what's changed about that team? I know it's so like cliche to say like culture and just, personalities and stuff and the coaching staff but I think that's what it is like you can just see they're playing so much harder for this coaching staff um Julius Randall and I've been a doubter all along and it's taken me even you know 20 plus games this season to fully come around on him like he's really good he's really really good he improved a lot on last year uh RJ Barrett got off to a cold start he improved a lot as well Quickly's really great. Um, we have some nice role role players, and everyone's just playing really hard. Um, and we play defense. 
And so even when we have really bad offensive nights, most of the time we bring the defensive intensity. And so I think that's kind of the difference. But it's just fun. It's just it's great to have a, a, a team to watch that, that's actually entertaining and, and uh, good basketball. The reason I asked uh, is, and I've said this to Cage quite a few times, I feel like Starstock's actually really built for baseball. You know, that day-to-day movement, you know, a guy mm-hmm. max three home runs, you buy his card, he goes on a, a, a hitting streak, you know, he's 14 games in, you're able to sell that card for 50X. There's never been, you know, we always forget the backbone of the hobby was baseball cards. That's how it's, we still yeah. heard them as baseball cards. So I'm super excited, and this is how I view Starstuck, is there were some slight growing pains, but any startup has those. And I feel like you guys are really going to kick into gear for baseball season. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah, I agree. And like we have, you know, I feel like towards the end of last year, towards the end of 2020, we were uh, putting out a lot of new updates to the site. We had a lot of really exciting things going on. We still are working on a lot of really exciting stuff over here, but we basically um, put it aside a lot of it, at least until we can get caught up on, on getting these cards in. Like that is the number one priority. And almost all of us, you know, I'm spending both my weekend days and basically every, you know, once 5 PM hits, I turn into a, a card inputter here. Um, <laughs> and so all hands on deck are, are kind of getting these cards into the system, but yeah, baseball's approaching. Um, I agree with you, Andrew, like uh, it's such an analytical sport, right? Like, you know, it's, it's kind of where uh, sports statistics uh, kind of really got started. And so it's perfect for, for this hobby and we've seen it on the market as well uh the baseball you know the the baseball market's really picking up steam and so while the basketball market's kind of dropped a little bit the baseball market's getting really hot i'm glad to hear that you're working after hours because i opened up a bunch of boxes of flagship tops that came out last week and i got a stack of rookies to send in (laughs) so let's go I mean, I never heard of any of these guys, but it, so here's the best part. Let me tell you a story, Scott. And, and I don't know if you ever heard this from anybody before, but I came to this realization after opening these boxes last week, I was telling Andrew this, right. And guys, listen, listen to this out there. Right. So one of the best things about Starstock, and I didn't even think about this, forget about the, the instant ownership, the no returns, the logistics, all that other stuff, the, all that great stuff. Something I never thought about. I'm a guy who opens tops flagship with my son. Right. I open it every year. It's just, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, spring's on its way. The birds are going to come. The weather's going to thaw and baseball will be here before, you know, a pitches and catchers going to report. Let's open some tops baseball. Usually open a bunch of jumbo boxes, bunch of base boxes, you name it. I got a couple of friends who live near me here. They have kids also. They might not have access to boxes, you know, and what I'll do is I'll take out some of the nice stuff. Maybe I'll sell some, you know, maybe I'll keep some. Ian, you know, takes out the ones that he likes. But then I have boxes and boxes of cards. I put a whole box of rookies together. I put a box of base cards together. I'll give a bunch of them away. I'll give them back to the stores in my neighborhood. They can give them to kids. You know, kids come in, they don't have enough money to buy packs. They can get, you know, he has a Mets bundle, whatever it is. But the rookie boxes, you know, after a while, I got rookies. There's so many rookies in the top flagship. I would give them away. I'd hand them, you know, I'd put them in boxes and give them to my friends. Or I would just throw them out because I got a basement. I got no room. You know what I mean? I can't get to the laundry rooms, right? So, so it's just all right. I don't know who these guys are. So last year I did this and series one came out. I pulled out all the Jordan Alvarez. I pulled out all the Bo Bichette. I pulled out a couple of other guys and you know, the rest of them stayed in my basement for a couple months until, you know, my wife was like, look, I just stepped on this box of crap, get rid of it, throw it out. And I did. All right, whatever it is, what it is. 
And that's happened probably the last three years of Topps flagship baseball. Now, I'll never forget leading into the season last year when I, I said Kyle Lewis was going to be the rookie of the year before he even picked up a bat, right? And um, I said, this is a guy I like. But that was after Topps flagship and Topps releases had come out. So I remember calling one of my friends and saying, hey, remember those boxes of baseball cards I gave you? Can you do me a favor? And can you look for a Kyle Lewis cards? And he's like, Kyle Tucker? I'm like, no, not Kyle Tucker. Kyle Lewis. You know, look for this guy. And it happened at least three or four different times during the season, during, you know, the last baseball season, where I would go to the basement and look, oh, do I have any of this guy? Do I have any Randy Arena who literally came out of nowhere? Do I have any Kyle Lewis? So you know what I'm doing this year? I'm sending all my rookies to Starstock. Because I don't know which one of them is going to go on a hot streak. I don't know which one of them is going to go on, on a tear. And if I leave them in my basement, I'm going to step on them or throw them out. But if I have them all in there, it doesn't matter which one goes on a tear. I've now invested in all of them. I have them all in Starstock. And they'll be in my account for that week in April, May, or June where some unknown rookie from the Padres or the Cardinals that I had no clue that I should be taking out right now goes off. I already got them in my account and I can make money off of it. So, so if you're anything like me, open these boxes, pull all the rookies aside, send them in. Let's go. Flagship tops rookies. You get Absolutely. More yeah. You seeing an influx yeah, of these yeah, cards coming? Yeah, we're starting to see those come in. No, absolutely. Um, it's exciting to see. I'm, I'm really excited for the season to get started. Um, what we got? About six weeks or so? Yeah, something like that, right? I mean, we're here in the middle of February already, right? We're in the second half of February. So this is, uh, before you know, it'll be March. It'll be about there'll, be, uh, there'll be baseball games. It's going to be oh, the spring training, definitely, within a month. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it's right around the corner, which is great because, you know, football's done. So, you know, everybody's got to take yeah. their losses on Patty Mahomes. Everybody's got to take their lumps. So that Patty Mahomes. Yeah, well, we're. <laughs> We're just actually starting to put together um, an MLB index, just like we have for the for the NBA one on our site. And so, we'll we'll be putting that out in the next few weeks or so. So that that'll be exciting. That'll be a good way to um, to track some of these rookies and and potentially we might even include some of the like prospects, minor league prospects as well. Nice. Yeah, Juan DeFranco is not up yet, but he's got some cards and stuff like that. That's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, some of these guys are so high profile. You know, uh, Jason Dominguez, what, he's going to yep. play in like three years maybe. And he's, you know, what, maybe one of the 10, 15 hottest cards in the whole entire sport. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his cards are a lot of money, just like Wanda Franco was. And hopefully he comes up this year. But you're right, Dominguez has very little shot of, of, of playing this year with the Yankees on the big league team. Um, you know, he's like 12 years old. Um, so it's, you know, it's probably like that, but you're right. I mean, that is a card everybody wants because everybody, you know, kids, kids are Martian. You know, he doesn't look like he's from this planet, and it looks like he's going to be the real deal. So you're right. I mean, sometimes, you know, you guys have to have to expand your uh, your index a little bit to capture what's hot and capture what's, uh, you know, what's on there. That's one of the things I like about it. You guys change that index. You know, the emerging thirty was like, okay, this guy's in, this guy's out. You know, it allows for, uh, you know, for for swings in 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 the market who's hot um allows for somebody like keldon johnson who comes out of nowhere and becomes a star player and potential all-star to actually have some you know some credibility i know a lot of people wish they bought a lot of him last year so um, oh yeah well also we're gonna get the backlog up you're gonna have you know some sort of like a like another fantasy like a challenge with people for baseball as well you got something like that in the works i know everything's kind of been back burner but i'm sure you guys got a bunch of other stuff from the hopper 
Yeah, no, absolutely. That's the plan. So we'll do a baseball challenge. We'll get baseball index up, um, working on some other, you know, ex- exciting features to put out and some, some other things that we'll be doing this spring. Um, just, yeah, as I said, all, all hands on deck, getting the cards up right now. Um, just get, yeah. You know, what's, what's interesting about the, uh, industry is there's so much seasonality, obviously. Um, and so that first year round, like we're, you know, still less than a year old, we're about eight or nine months. And so until you've lived through every single month, you mm-hmm. kind of don't know exactly what it's going to be like. You know, we weren't live last time baseball season kicked off. So we, oh. we don't know uh, what the beginning of baseball season looks like, what the beginning of basketball season looks like, et cetera. And especially with COVID, the seasons have been tweaked. We, we had a bubble last year, but we didn't have, you know, a full uh, ramp up to a, a regular season. So a lot of that we're learning and, and taking down notes and just making sure that, you know, this is the only time that this will happen at the beginning of basketball season. Next basketball season, we are going to be locked and loaded and ready to go. Um, and so, you know, that that's the biggest thing for us is being able to learn from these mistakes and, and figure out how to improve so we uh, can, you know, keep our submission times one to two weeks, which is where we want it to be at all times. Scott, so something we do every week, so we have a Star Stock episode and you guys send us data and what we try to do is kind of create a watch list uh, for our community and say, you know, here's some players or opportunities that you guys should be taking a look at, right? And then at the end of the day, they're all individual traders, so they should find their opportunity and make the plays themselves. What is something, you know, from the inside that you see that you were like, I can't believe people aren't doing this on Starstock. What would it be? Is there one or two things that you could point, you know, our listeners to? Yeah. 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 Um, a few things. So one thing actually that that first popped into my head when you said that last part, like the can't believe there are some incredible autograph and numbered cards that, um, that are priced really, really well on the site. I was, I've been looking through them personally over the past, you know, week or so. Um, you know, obviously given our model, the cards that get the most attention often are the base cards. Um, but there are some really incredible deals for some cool parallels. And if you go, if you filter down by like numbered cards, you'll find some really, really well-priced numbered cards or even ones that are priced, you know, solidly that you can probably make an offer on, um, that I think goes unnoticed at times. So that's one thing, um, that I think is interesting. Uh, you know, set, you know, second, um, keeping a, a close eye on the basketball market. It's, it's continuing to uh, dip and that, you know, I have, my guess is just as good as yours in terms of will the market continue to go down? Will it go back up? But I'm looking at the basketball prices and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking at some point, um, at some point, some of these players are going to become a good buy, you know, not all of them, but uh, God, I was watching Zion the other day. Uh, looks good when he's pl- he was playing the Mavericks. I mean, that was so much fun. I think Luca had 46, Zion had 36. He missed one bat, he missed one shot the whole entire game. He had 36 points. Um, his numbers are incredible this year. His shooting percentage is above 60, percent which is just bonkers. Meanwhile, his card, I think, is half the price about of what it was at the beginning of the season. Um, 
And so, you know, I, I think at some point, some of these guys are going to become uh, good opportunities to get in. Uh, so that, that, that's probably those are the two things I said. What Andrew likes to say, they're oversold. You know, it'd be cool, like a collab between Marvel. This is never going to happen, but I'm just having fun. Marvel, Marvel. and uh, an NBA. Like, so, like an artist, you know how there's, you know, Blake Jameson, Project 2020. Well, Dunruss has net Marvels. Okay. They that yeah, they have, they have, uh, they have the inserts. They're actually. How cool, uh, how cool would a Zion Hulk one look? Or a Luca oh Harley gosh. Quinn one, you know? Luca yeah. Harley Quinn? Is that what you did? Did you just make Luca Harley Quinn? Is that what you did? I'm having fun, man. <laughs> so why that's bad so we, is a couple reasons. Number one, there would never be a Marvel collaboration with Harley Quinn because she's a DC character. Two, why are you making Luca? Why are you making Luca a girl? What's the matter with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, here's the worst part of this whole thing. Scott comes on to talk about his company, right? His company <laughs> and all things that are going on. It's been the craziest month and a half in. And we're talking about Harley Quinn being a DC character <laughs> and whether or not Luca is Harley Quinn. <laughs> Only here. That's, Only it, here that's why I like coming on here. Yeah. You, <laughs> the you the most unique morning. podcast out there. Oh, my God. We, you got to love it. Go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> Page. Well, I think the reason why we, people Andrew, love- we have two Marvel cards on the site if you want them. You, oh, those, nice. those should probably be in your account. They yeah. uh, they were they were processed. I think you know the first couple months while we were uh, live, and then I think when we uh, decided to not take inserts anymore, we obviously haven't processed any since. But there's a there's an RJ and a Jaw there for you. So if you're listening, they're expensive. To this, they're guys, pretty expensive though. Chances are you, they're not going to be there anymore because Andrew has moved them to his accounts already by the time you guys <laughs> are hearing this. No, but I mean, the reason I think people love sports cards and why they like, don't, don't gravitate towards stocks is, sure, we all want to make money, but we also want to have fun. We want to have laughs. We want to enjoy things. I think that's equally as important. You know, not every trade, not every buy has to appreciate millions of dollars for you to be happy. You could just have cards in your vault that you kind of like. So that's why I wanted to have a laugh there. Love it. Still not saying Luca is Harley Quinn. I'm sure if we gave it a chance, we could probably come up with. Listen, Luca Nation, you're listening to this now, and you've been stuck with this. You got to comment. I think he'd on be. This. I think he'd be yeah. Thor, right? Thor. He's got. He's got. He's blonde. You got know, kind of got that thing. Thor yeah. with the Ragnarok haircut. You know where he's. You know he's got uh, where where they they cut the long luscious locks of hair. Hmm. Luca. All right, Luca. I could see Luca as Thor. Andrew, what do you think? What do you think about Luca's hammer? Tell the audience. You're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to love it. All right, so listen, so back on uh, on Starstock, right? So, Edgy, you want to go through some of the data with, uh, yeah. with Scott, some of the stuff that they gave us, some of the stuff that – I mean, the thing that snuck out the most to me is obviously it's a changing of the tide, changing of the guard. Fernando Tatis popping up on the, on, the, on, the, on the data that they gave us. People are obviously starting to look at baseball. You know, basketball is still the king. It's more than half the cards that are coming in, but baseball is obviously rearing its head, which I like to see because you know me, I'm a baseball guy. Also, you know, before we get into the data, I mean, Scott kind of touched on it, the, the basketball market. Um, you know, I'm looking at Starstock and I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think there are going to be bargains abound. I think you got Starstock bees. You start to make some offers on some of these guys that have cooled a little bit. You're getting them for nickels and dimes of prism rookies, of guys who are, you know, who have, who have, who have you know, just, been beaten down by an overall money flow out of the modern basketball market. There are definitely bargains to be had. And I have a feeling what you're going to see in, uh, in this year, people who legit day trade star stock, the way that we would day trade 
uh, stocks. Are you going to go in there and you're going to be making offers, people making 10 cent, 15, 20 cent offers on star stock Bs of guys buying them all up and then repricing them at 50 cents or a dollar um, and waiting for that guy to have a good game. Uh, no reason not to do it, especially with the, you know, the market the way that it is now. I don't, I don't think you could get any lower really than, than it is. I want to ask, I, I have a play or an opportunity. I want to see if Scott's noticing this as well. You know, if it is, you know, stars like you want to make money, something I've noticed is uh, dip buying, as they call it, right? So a player that's a poor, on the worst performer, you know, he loses 40, 30, 50% of his value one week, almost across the board, this has happened. The next week, he's back up 10, 15, 25%. Have you noticed that as well? Is there an opportunity to dip by some of the worst performers from the previous week? Yeah, I mean, I think in any market, you know, there's huge op- when when someone's price or whether it's a card or a company or, you know, whatever it is, when the prices are going down, it could present a good opportunity. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it obviously depends who you're, you know, who you're referring to or who you're, investing in i guess if you're pretty bullish on the person long term then i think it's a great opportunity and so i personally did that with um deandre hunter because he was dipping down and you know i i just am really bullish on his future i think he's a really good player and so you know at the end of the day i don't care if i maybe spent an extra few dollars picking up one of his prism star stock a's and so I bought a few of his when I saw them dip down. I think it was last week. Uh, and so I think if, if you're overall, you're bullish on this guy's future and you're not just looking at it for a one or two or three week window play, then yeah, it's a great strategy. Um, I think I have a half dozen. You got, you got, a, a, you got a suggestion DeAndre for us? <laughs> I think I have a half dozen DeAndre Hunter prisms in my, uh, in my submission waiting to be scanned in. So go ahead and take one off Scott, if you like. Well, <laughs> The index was down. Yeah, we'll put, we'll... <laughs> They're all bees. They're all bees. The whole thing's bees. They're all bees. I want them. Oh, it's funny. It's good stuff. Hey, let's wrap because I, I, we have a hard stop here. So yep. the, the top performers from the previous week were Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo. On the previous weeks, they were actually some of the worst. That's right. There's that bounce. Here's someone that I think we just mentioned, and he, we, most people are bullish on him. Zion is on the worst performer list, and he's down 44 45%. I imagine if I were to guess next week, he's going to be back up 15, 20%. Yep. yep. Yeah. That is low. That that's, that's a low price there for him. He's playing so well. Like he's so good. <laughs> his stats, <laughs> his stats don't even seem real. Um, and it, and it seems like he's just kind of scratching the surface on what he can do. Yeah. I, 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 I think you're right, Andrew, that that's a, that might be a good call. Let's wrap with this. So, you know, I, I, my previous life, I was working at a startup and it was called Jumio. And when I first got there and when I left, it was almost two different companies because we focus on just getting better day after day after day. And that's what I'm seeing from Starstock. So, Scott, you want to give, you know, 60 seconds kind of state of the union, you know, what should people expect from Starstock next 30, 60, 90 days? Yeah, you know, we're you know, we just want to be consistent. We're going to work our asses off every day here. Um, obviously we got, uh, got some stuff to figure out or, or had, uh, you know, with the submission times and we weren't able to, uh, kind of deliver on our promised one to two weeks in which we 
really took pride in, in delivering on in the past. Um, but we're making a lot of progress here. We're working on new tools. We're staffing up our team. Um, we're working on different ways to process these cards more efficiently and more effectively. Um, and so we're really, really confident that we'll get caught up there in the near future. Hopefully, um, next time I'm on this podcast, we'll, we won't even be, uh, you know, d- discussing any, any of those items. Um, and we'll just be talking about all of the other exciting things that we're working on that we're hoping to bring to everybody this spring. So, um, you know, we, we're really appreciative of all of the support that we get from, you know, all of our customers and users, and we appreciate the constructive criticism as well. Um, we listen to it. We, we see it. We check our Twitter DMS and our Instagram DMS and we're, you know, I'm personally in a, probably five to 10 discord groups with a bunch of our customers as well and talking with them. So uh, just really appreciative for, for those that are frustrated, bear with us for, you know, a, a little bit longer. And, um, you know, I'm confident that we'll, we'll all be uh, happy with how things are moving pretty soon. So guys out there, if you can't see it, but Luca might be Thor and I might be Hulk. Scott is uh, Tony Stark, right? He's got it, man. He's got the, he's got the robots working behind the scenes, He's in charge of everything. We'll get it all. We'll get it all. We'll get it all going. And yes, listen, the next time you come on, we definitely have to talk about some fun stuff. I have every confidence that uh, you guys have, have got the resources in play, uh, you know, getting the backlog under control. And, uh, you know, I'm planning on sending a bunch of cards in myself. I'm probably part of the part of the problem. Um, I sent in like 4,000 cards. So. It's, not, it's not a problem. We, we love it. <laughs> so, you know, look, it is what it is. And I'm going to send in some more. So, yeah, I mean, listen, we appreciate you coming on because our guys, they do have questions. And, you know, I, for one, and I know Luca Nation for two, um, you know, we want to see Starstock succeed because we need other marketplaces like yours. We need another place, you know, for that instant transfer of ownership um you know and a way to move your cards in and out of the market you know easily play basically daily fantasy for baseball coming up with the with the sports cards um you know i i just you know i'm glad to hear that you guys are 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 taking it seriously you're growing you're you know you're adding resources to the mix and that uh you know that 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 you're 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 working through everything so we're happy to have you on we thank you for your time um and you know we'll we'll let you get out of here. Appreciate it, guys. Well, I look forward to coming on again soon. Um, Excellent. We'll have if you, you guys will have me again, obviously. Anytime. <laughs> Come on, anytime. Andrew, want to say goodbye to Luca Nation? Bye, Luca Nation. Thanks a lot, Scott. It's always good to connect with you, brother. And good luck to the Knicks. I am excited to watch the team in the playoffs. I'm excited to watch quickly in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know why they picked up Derrick Rose, but. He's a legend, so I'm happy for you guys. He's a yeah, legend. I'm, old I'm loving enough. it. I don't know why either, but I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I just hope it doesn't stunt the growth of like Barrett. You know, it's tough to find minutes for all those guys. But I'm old enough to have seen some, not championship, but successful Nick teams. I mean, the Knicks teams of the 90s that I got to watch were some of the best wrestlers in the NBA. So it was a lot of fun watching those guys beat the hell out of the other teams in the league. It's a different sport than what's being played now. So it's different kind of exciting. Latrell Spreewell <laughs> choking people out. Spreewell, Spreewell took PJ Carlissimo, but I'm talking about like Oakley and, and Anthony Mason and those guys. You didn't want to go down the lane against those guys. Thanks, Scott. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Take care. Hey, brother. Yeah. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, nah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. 
If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.